Hi, welcome to Gay's Planet, the podcast where two boyfriends talk about the Mnet K-pop boy band survival show, Boy's Planet, and this is the finale! Y'all, after four hours of a finale, we did that. We had to watch it over two days. Yeah. When they did the lip sync battle at the end, it was crazy, but you know, the veteran Sasha Colby. Oh, wait, wrong show, wrong show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a double finale week. Yeah. Okay, so the recap. (laughs) (laughs) This episode, we're going to split it into three parts because it's it's so long. We're going to talk about the fluff first, which is everything that's not in the concert venue. We're going to talk about the three songs and the lineup. So let's get into it. So the show starts with the top 18, OT18, performing Udi Beat Na. Can you give me a little ditty so I don't... I don't really remember the song. <laughs> That's all Andy remembers in that one. It's just the beat 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 This is kind of the fun part of the show for me when you know who everyone is. Like watching this, I was like, oh my god, I know who all of them are. Now I can go back and watch the signal song and know who everyone is. I can go back and watch the star level test and know who everyone is. Yeah, you're like, oh wait, I know who all of these people are. How yeah, did that happen? Yeah, it's kind of wild. Then they did this segment called Last Words, which is where, to me, it was them showing, like, the boys side of Boys Planet, not the planet sci-fi space stuff, which they were like, these are boys with dreams. And this was handled by a different production company, seemingly, because it was, like, shot like nothing else has been shot on the show. I really liked it. It felt like a little mini documentary. It just felt like, I don't know, like, higher... Product production value. value. Color correction. <laughs> the colors, like, not just the colors of what they were wearing, but yeah, the color correction of the footage looked so good. Like, I love the palette, and I like that everyone got, like, a little point of view, like Camden sitting by, like, a tree with a book in a studio or something. I don't know. It's kind of a blur. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I appreciated it. It kind of, it, like, hu- we humanized them when we needed to humanize them of, like, these are all just 18 boys, and, sorry, 17 boys plus we with dreams (laughs) later there was the thank you trainer segment is what i'm calling it this is when they make like red and green flower frames for their face out of paper and they ask ricky if he's a poop (laughs) (laughs) and they also make they give them cakes jongu was the best flower oh was he yeah he had like there was depth there was thought three-dimensional yeah yeah there was movement it was amazing he seems like He's going to end up being, like, a producer or something. Yeah. He has, like, a vision. I always think of this segment as, like, okay, let's cry because we're all exhausted and we're ready for the show to be over. Thank you, trainers. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because on Girls Planet 2, they were like, why are we crying? Okay, well, I was hoping that they would do this because I loved this on... I love this on Girls Planet where they split them up into three groups for no reason and they made them do the signal song, Oh, 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 one last time. And then that one group with Bora in it made the Tiffany like ball. <laughs> and Joe Jo Ayoung, who was the female vocal coach, like she balled and like because especially this season, I feel like we didn't get to see as much of the trainers. I think they tried to make it more about like there's the star creators, yeah, and there's the boys. Where Girls Planet, because of the pandemic, had to lean way more on the trainers as like picking the winners of the rounds and planet passing people. And like I really liked that. I wanted. I miss having like. A consistent host having like Sunmi and Tiffany and like like Sunmi wasn't a trainer she show. was just more yeah I just liked having the mentorship relationship we didn't we didn't get that as much this time no but this is where they plan it past Park Hanbin unofficially <laughs> they try to they give Park Hanbin the most improved award which doesn't make sense because he was good the whole time 
Like everybody in the room when they're saying most improved, people are like, oh, Jay or oh, like they're throwing out Eugene, like names of people that improved. And then the trainers are like, uh. The trainers are like, we actually mean this to be the one that we like the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it culminates in they get evaluations from the trainers. Oh, they also had to perform the songs to the trainers. I forgot about that. I feel like this <laughs> is like on the last challenge of RuPaul's Drag Race, when the judges always are like, oh my God, you've been amazing this whole season. It's been so exciting to watch you. And I'm like, okay, so we're not critiquing yeah. on the last episode because we're trying to like build them up into being like perfect. Yeah, because they're about to go out the door as, like, a product, especially the top nine, so they can't have any notes anymore. Like, they have to be, like, whoever's in the top nine, like, they're perfect now. Yeah. Even though we'll see some mistakes later. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And Young June, the dance teacher, leaves Park Han with a note that says, you're guaranteed if things don't work out, come to me. Yeah, the planet passed. Yeah. And Keita gets a note, similar note from PH1. On social media, PH1 is like, Kato. Hit me up. Hit me up. H-M-U. So hopefully these girlies get scooped up. Kato is pre-scooped. Yeah, what do you do with that? He's in a boy band under Rain's company, so I don't know how he's supposed to, what he's supposed to do now, but we're not there yet. Okay, there's so many more segments. They do promo films for the songs where... We get four segments where it's like the same segment twice. Because we get the promo film where they both come up with the same concept of like a girl... That the show told them to come up with. Yeah. Yeah. They were both assigned the same concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of how, like dressing up like a girl and chasing. Um, I loved when they were in the market and just eating food. I want that show. Oh, yeah. Like strange foods with... Matching... Ten, nine boys in matching outfits just eating foods in a market. And I would watch it. Oh, and the second group with Keita had, like, the amazing cinematography. And it was, like, borderline yeah. horror. I wish they had gone a horror route. Was it horror? Well, because they, they're they filming Tay Ray, like, singing... It was, like, Hitchcock, almost. And then Junyun is Junyun. wearing the red wig, but, like, far away and looks, like, really creepy. <laughs> I felt like Camden... Got a lot in this episode, and I was happy. Like, Camden's the one that suggests the idea for the girl. I'm sure he had to. Then he's dressed as the girl, which is insane. And then later in the sleepover, he's wearing glasses, which looks great. And he asked them in the sleepover segment, "Did any? why did nobody think I was American when I came on the show? But you all thought Jay was American. And it's because he bowed too much, but... Um, <laughs> I was like, yes, Camden. I never thought Camden would get this far in the show. I never thought Camden... I thought he was going to get lost in the shuffle, so it's amazing seeing him go to the end. Yeah. Oh, and they even make fun of him in the pajama party segment. They ask questions of each other, and they're like, Camden, why is your head always angled to one side or the other? And he's like, no, it's not. But that's like a meme online, or people are doing like TikToks of just Camden's head cocked. So... Oh, and they kept calling him Dubin. Not Dubin. Not Dubin, because he looks like that character, Dub or something. I don't know, guys. I'm 35. <laughs> and American. <laughs> yeah, I'm lost there. Okay, so the final segment was the slumber party. I thought it was weird that they were having the slumber party in the practice room where all the eliminated boys had messages written on the wall. Well, to the victors go the spoils. So Camden's like leaning against Haruto's like heartfelt message or something. <laughs> All I could see was the glasses and I was like, God, I want Camden JB in this group and just only wear glasses. <laughs> Okay, on to the songs. I mean, I, even though the episode was four hours, I am glad we got the fluff because it gave us like one last moment and honestly more new moments with people we liked. Yeah. Except Keita, who I don't think was in this episode, but. Okay, so we got three new songs. We got Jelly Pop, Hot Summer, and Not Hot Alone. Hot Summer. Okay, Jelly Pop is everything I've been waiting for. It's the best song this show has made for me. I was honestly a little disappointed from the artist song round because we didn't get something like You Plus Me Equals Love or even Shoot. And I feel like Jelly Pop... Honestly, like, on the same level as Shoot for me. Like, 
It's like fun and infinitely hooky and like repeatable. It's kind of like a girl group song that they were singing. And their choreo made me think it was like meant for girls. They're doing the butt yeah. shake. There's so much butt shaking. I know, but it was the thing where like a girl, this is what I talked about in an earlier episode. Like they're doing the butt thing to be funny. Like they're slapping their butts to the beat at the beginning. A girl, it would be like more sexy. Yeah. Um, my note says this is the third time we're seeing the rush hour styling. Except for Park Hanbin. Who was wearing like female business casual. I wrote, how do I work at that office? <laughs> <laughs> He looked good. He looked great. So we wanted to talk about best and worst dress for each song too. My best dress was Park Hanbin with the ribbon and the suit. Yeah, I would agree with that. Everybody else was wearing like denim and kind of getting, it was confusing. They were styled too similar to each other. I wish there was like more diversity of and popping of color. Yeah. Did you notice the 10th member? No. Shanghai's tummy was oh. featured more mm-hmm. than some trainees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just gave him like the tiniest like sweater top. That, like, is not even hitting his belt loop. So every time he raises his arms, you're just getting tummy. I wrote that the boys that are normally hard were popping the most for me in Jelly Pop. I think because... So who, Gunuk? Yeah, like, Gunuk, Camden, Zhonghao. Because I think the... Like, to me, Matthew was is just, like, emotes so much. And I'm like, but this song isn't, like, that cute. It's, like, fun and upbeat. But, like, I feel like the harder-edged boys were a little bit better at delivering the concept for me. I disagree. I disagree because I I don't think that Zhang Hao is meant to center that song. Like when Zhang Hao is in the middle and they're doing like the pop pop and he's like popping his cheeks and like smiling a little bit, you can see Matthew to his side and Park Hanbin behind him doing it way bigger. And that, I was like, that just makes way more sense to put Matthew or Park Hanbin in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's not time for subtlety right now. (laughs) It's not time for like a sly smile. Yeah, I lost Matthew though, because like there's just so many people and he gets so little lines. Even Jay I could find because he's like, Jay's voice just like pierces through everything. Yeah. And Jay was just like looking goofy in the back. Loved it. This is time, I'm going to get in my Jay diatribe. I feel like even in the heartfelt, (laughs) even the heartfelt... I'm not going to cry. <laughs> in the heartfelt messages at the pajama party, somebody had a message for Jay and they were like, Jay, your voice, like so amazing, your vocals, blah, blah, blah. Jay to me, yes, is an amazing vocal. But Jay was my first pick of anybody I liked in the show when I watched the Signal song because I was like, this person's probably American because his facial expressions are very different. And I've always liked Jay's, how Jay emotes on stage. I know some people think it does a blend or it's cringe or something, but I love that it's like fully fun, fully leaning in, full cartoon. And I don't think that never, that like never gets talked about with Jay. People talk about it with Matthew, but I think to me, that's one of Jay's huge strengths too. He's like so fun to watch on stage. Well, because he always looks like he's enjoying himself. Even when he's like not as confident in the dancing and stuff, he's just like, okay, well, I'll just like make it big and I'm going to smile big and like hopefully that will distract from... And that's the fun, that was the fun of Rush Hour, too, Camden and Jay's audition, where, like, Camden dances and Jay, like, purposely misses the beat or whatever and, like, looks, and he's like, oh, shoot, I need to dance, too. Like, it's the fun, the looseness. Yeah, I mean, I think he knows, like, his shortcomings and how to Cover adapt them. for yeah. it. Yeah, so, props to your daddy. <laughs> props to you, the place. Oh, yeah, what the fuck? Okay. Okay, Hot Summer. This is over me with the styling of Supercharger. I wrote, this is nine boys singing into a fan that's next to an auto-tune machine. Said. I mean, we know they were lip- obviously, it's obvious they were lip-syncing. Sungun makes a huge error in Jelly Pop where he forgets to lip-sync his ad-lib. I just love that, like, Sung Hanbin is hitting notes we've never heard him hit with, like, barely his mouth barely open. <laughs> yeah. Like, and at the end, I think that there's an ad-lib of his also. 
that he's not singing. Mm. I mean, I think they probably just didn't have a lot of time to rehearse. Like, rehearse these, especially not alone. We're not detracting, we just think it's funny. Yeah, no, it's funny to see them screw up. Like, because they're just, they get built on this episode to be perfect. And I'm like, no, it's a live show. Of course, there's going to be errors. I think, like, to me, the people that popped was Jiung. I like that he was singing, I think, maybe the first time we've heard him. He sounded really good. Sing. Yeah. yeah. He was smiling. He was cute. His look fit the concept. Yeah. Tay-Ray was all over the song. Was Tay-Ray main vocal? I don't know. Tay-Ray was, like, everywhere doing everything. Main vocal song. was Song Hanbin. Okay, so Tay-Ray he was, like, was vocal, vocal one. one. Yeah, I feel like Which he was me, doing more. Yeah, I feel like on the show, a lot of times, vocal one is doing the heavy stuff and mm. main vocal is like showy vocal. Yeah. Or I'm going to get the fun lines. Um, do you have a best dressed? I don't like this styling concept. I mean, this is the same styling. This is like the concept of the show. We've saw this a lot in the star level test of like motorcycle jackets. And motorcycle like. jackets and jeans that are too, that are like really wide legged. Yeah. I probably like Eugene's sweater. Cause I mm-hmm. have a sweater like that. Uh-huh. And he was like, I like that Eugene was never fully wearing the jacket. It was always like, off one shoulder or the other. Like, I like that. Yeah. That yeah, was cool. Um, how about you? Um, I like Ricky. Ricky didn't really match anyone else. And Ricky also just looked like something Ricky would wear anyway. He was wearing yeah. like red pants. And then he had like a black top. It was just simple, but looked like classy. You could probably wear that to an event. And we're stressed. Hey, Jongu's. Jongu, they did dirty. Yeah. Jongu just is the story of like, we still love him, but the styling, he's not thinking about the styling. Or pushing back on the styling or thinking about his hair. Like, he's just, like... I think he likes a high behind his hair. <sighs> yeah, and or a hat. Or, like... or, yeah, and it's like, jong why are you wearing, like, a turtleneck with, like, fake graffiti on it with a red jacket with just... Ugh. So, which one would you rather have be their debut song? Jelly Pop. <laughs> we went to the gym today and listened to it four times. Like, I'm currently obsessed with Jelly Pop. Okay, and then we got a third song that they just dropped on us. There was no preamble. They're like, and now they're doing a new Also song. dropped on the boys because they looked uh, uh. fully unprepared. <laughs> yeah, so they sang Not Alone and like Park Hanbin screws up a lip sync. No one can find the camera. Like Jiyoon can't find the camera. Yuvin has to look through two people's like faces to find, to get the camera framing. Maybe that was on purpose, but like I just, they clearly didn't have enough time to rehearse this with the camera. I liked that the stage was Golden Girls inspired. Because they were all dressed like grandmas. I love... This is my favorite styling of the episode. They were f- dressed like Florida grandmas. But also in baby colors. Like little babies. The, to me, the stand... Jay was the standout vocally. Like, Jay sounded amazing. And they only filmed him from the profile, which I thought was a weird choice. But he looked great. The funniest part is when they have to pan from Camden to Keita. And the camera has to drop like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought the best dressed was, I really like Jay's, but I really like Jongu is wearing a pink beret. Baby pink. It's the softest Jongu has ever looked, even more than like doing Home, Home by 17. He's wearing a pink beret with a pink shirt tucked into like high-waisted white pants. And it's like, it was the softest, like baby. It reminds me of when I went to the paint store in my old condo and I painted, was painting my living room pink. And the woman at Home Depot was like, are you painting a little baby's room? (laughs) And you're like, no. No, I'm gay. (laughs) Move. (laughs) Okay, Zero Base One. The name? What are my thoughts? Yeah. We, I mean, we liked, Andy was throwing out names that people had said online, like Galileo. Yeah, Galileo. Or was another one? I came up with Apollo. Apollo. Galileo is so cool. I'd be honestly way more excited if they were called Galileo. 
I mean, I don't hate zero base one. The L's one. would be ones, or one of the L's would be. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't hate zero base one. I think it's kind of beautiful written out typography. Yeah. Yeah. Typography. Yeah. And I like ZB1 because I think you don't see Z really at all much in K-pop acronyms. Like, it's always, like, BTS, BTOB, like, Big Bang. They liked Bs for so long. And there is a B in this, but it's nice to have, like, Z. It feels fresh. The whole name, like, is a bit of a mouthful. Zero Base I think if you told a Westerner, I'm a really big fan of a group called Zero Base One, they would say, what? That's why, like, ZB1 is a little Yeah, ZB1 makes much more sense and... Is what I think you and I will be referring to it as. I think my favorite part of the entire episode is when Jiung is called first to number eighth place, and then he doesn't know what the group's name is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> to me, that to makes ask. sense because I'm like, they were definitely like backstage. Like, I don't think they were on stage during that reveal. Yeah. I think it's when they reveal the name and then immediately ask the trainers how they feel, and the trainers. Oh, Lip J. Lip J is just like. L-O-L. <laughs> yeah, she's like, come on, guys. And then I love how she's like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just gonna say, zero base one. <laughs> she's just having fun. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna read through the names. And then we can talk about who we're excited about. And who we were surprised by. So, Eugene's at nine. Jiung is at eight. Then you have Gyuvin, Taerae, Ganuk, Ricky at four. Matthew, three. Sung Hanbin, two. And Zhang Hao, one. I was surprised by Ganuk. Oh. I did not think he was gonna be in there. I thought that was, like, the most heartwarming part. Everyone was so excited. He looked shocked. One star was crying. Which I like Gunnuk a lot. Me too. I think that he showed lots of sides on the show. Yeah. I think he did everything he was supposed to do. We, like, that was, it's not somebody we ever voted for, but I'm, I'm happy he's in. And we're going to get the hair off off the forehead. (laughs) I'm glad that Tay Ray's in because I thought Mm. he sounded great in Hot Mm. Summer. They need him. Yeah, they need. They need, they mean, any of the vocalists they could have grabbed, but Tay Ray's great. Yeah. Ricky. At number four, shocking. I thought Ricky would be like number nine and competing for nine with like Park Hanbin or something, but four. Ricky was my other like, I loved this part. To me, Ricky has always been about branding from the beginning. He started out as young and rich, tall and handsome, boss baby Ricky, which I think went viral, people were saying, like that clip from his um, little like one minute PR thing. Like he always like had something attached to him. Even if it was, like, funny, like, young and rich, tall and handsome is, like, insane. And then in his speech, he's, like, I... He's basically graduating to a new, like, brand. He's, like, this tattoo means role model, and more than being young, rich, tall, or handsome, like, that's what I want to be, is a role model. And I'm, like, yes. And then Andy even said... Andy was, like, his first album is called Role Model. Like, he's setting... He's just setting up a whole brand for himself that... It's just smart. It's no one else is thinking like that. Or they are and they're not showing it. But yeah. like... And I love when he speaks English and uses like synonyms for some of the words that he means that don't quite fit. Like when he was calling the chairs sofas. Well, it is a sofa. Is it? The big chair looks... It's like a little love seat. I don't know. I like I, I like Ricky's English too because Ricky's English is like 98% correct. Yes. <laughs> but I like the little 2% that's like a little bit wrong. But his speech, I was like, Yes. Sung Hanbin being second place. Sung Hanbin being second is kind of crazy. Zhang Hao, when his name was called, like, literally was like, what? Pardon? Huh? Like, couldn't even take in the audio information that he's first. I know, I think he had to ask Sung Hanbin yeah, what they what said. what just happened. Which I think is so cute. And then Chen Quan Lui is convulsing on the floor crying. Getting his moment. He looks like Akira in season 11 <laughs> when she's, like, the crying prostitute in the improv <laughs> challenge. And she's, like, twerking and crying, like... That was Quan Lee. Okay, who, I mean, who are you excited? Like, once they start releasing music videos and stuff, like, who... Gunnuk? 
Yeah, he could. they could put him in any role in this group. I think he has, like, great star power. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do with Jiung. Because we just didn't get to see him performance in the show. He always had little... Or perform much in the show. He always had little parts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's in a nine-member group, so he might have little parts again. But, like, I'm excited for him to sing more. Or maybe he they make him the rapper. I'm excited for Eugene, who I don't care about. But I love that he has a low voice that sticks out. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make him the rapper. I think they might make, like, Guven and Eugene rappers or something. Like, Diane, we didn't know that Diane and Kepler was going to be the rapper. Because she can kind of do it all. Yeah. And they, they she sings and raps, but... And they eliminated all the actual rappers, <laughs> so <laughs> which they do every season on this show. I am just wondering what they're going to do with Song Hanbin. I'm excited. Like he's so popular, but so was Shen Shaoting, and she gets so few lines. But she's like centered a lot. I know, and so I'm wondering: is he going to be like not getting that many lines, but going to be featured a ton? Or I just, I just don't. I wonder how it's all going to shake break. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of thinking like Zhang Hao and Tae Wei are going to be the main singers, and then the the like second singers will be like Sung Hanbin and Matthew Ragunu. But definitely Sung Hanbin will be like one of the mains because he and hopefully they can just unleash his whacking. Finally, he hasn't got to actually do that much of it whacking and tutting. So I'm like excited. I forgot that Matthew was in. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean it's honestly a little bit nice that it's finally been cemented because we've liked sung han been the whole show we just never voted for him because we he's always number one but we've always liked him to me it's like when um spoiler alert in Neezy project where it's like mako is going to be in the group and will be called yeah number one or two so like yeah we don't even need to discuss it we don't need to yeah think about it like that is just a done deal so I think that's why we like almost never talk about Song Hanbin. Because mm-hmm. we're just like, okay, well he we're building a group. He's already in it. Okay, who are who the other eight boys? Yeah, exactly. Who are eight shiny boys? <laughs> okay. Do you stand <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> ZB1? Or oh, wait, what yeah. the internet is calling ZB2. So if there's tickets available. Are you yeah. On the same night, are yeah, you going to ZB1 night, or ZB2? One ZB2? night only. ZB2 being the bottom nine. A CB2 for sure. Yeah. There's just flavor. Yeah. Like, they have all the singers and all the rappers. What did I say earlier? They're just the ugly ones. Yeah, the we ugly, were, we the were like, in the Z- ZB1 <laughs> are the tall dancers and ZB2 are like, <laughs> like the everyone else. Talented, less attractive ones. But they still have attractive people too, but. They're, okay, ZB2 is the talented ones that teenage girls aren't heartthrobbing yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are. Yeah. J, Hui, and Sungun, and then you have Keita and Camden and Jongu, like, and then Park Hanbin. I know, they've got everybody. And then Junhyun, Lee Junhyun, who's like hot and a great rapper and a good singer. Like that, ZB2, I'm like. Aren't you missing one extra person? Oh, fuck. The five year old, what's his name? Oh. Uh, That's almost the same no. name. No. Yeah, but he can sing. Yeah, he can sing. He's a good... I like his voice. Yeah. Yeah, ZB2. I'm like sad that's what's not the Z and the B for them? Zeal Boys 2. It represents the high and the low. And then ZB3 is the eliminated, eliminated with Woongi and yeah, Haruto. Yeah, it's the gay group. Yeah, ZB3. They just do house music. Uh, debut them all. <laughs> debut most of them. <laughs> all right, the final segment is our segment. And we're calling this Last Words. So as we close out this episode of our show and the final episode of our show, I wanted to go back to something we talked about in the very beginning, our episode zero. And Andy, I asked you about your experience with boys. Not sexually, but... (laughs) (laughs) Not a one. (laughs) (laughs) 
with boy groups and with boys in K-pop, and you described yourself as a novice calling and says <laughs> you could if you you could make a playlist of a hundred K-pop songs and a hundred of them would be girl group songs. So I wanted to ask, how did it feel to watch K-pop boys for twelve weeks? And do you have any new feelings about boy K-pop now? I don't know if my mind was changed that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they have, like, bright concepts, it's fun. I think I just always navigate towards bright concepts. And I'm more willing to accept a girl group doing a dark concept. I mean, were you surprised that you could care for these boys on the show? Like, get attached to them? Or did you just assume that was going to happen? I think I got attached to, like, the boys themselves and less their, like, performances. I could appreciate, like, their artistry and, like, expressions and things like that. Doesn't necessarily mean I, like, loved it. Is that bad? No. We put in all this time and I'm like, meh. Yeah, I mean, that's about what I expected. I didn't think that you were gonna have some change of heart and be like, oh my god, I love, like, dripping or something. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I'm trying to listen to more boys again because I... I made a list, ironically, I made a list for our friend of, like, he was like, how do I get into K-pop? And I made a list that was 50, like, must-listen-to K-pop songs. I tried to do second, third, and fourth generation. Mostly second. But I was like, oh, shit, like, 42 of these songs are girl groups, and there's only, like, eight songs by boys, and it's all shiny. <laughs> <And> like, 17. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. Like, I felt like when I got into K-pop, I was so equal parts, because Big Bang was so exciting, and... 2pm and stuff, but... So I'm trying to discover more of the new kiddos. I'm listening to more Cravity. I mean, it's hard to find the ones doing pop. Everyone wants to do, like, moody stuff. Bass drop chorus. Yeah, which I'm hoping we're pulling out of. So, trying to do more Cravity. I really like their song Adrenaline from last year. Like, I love it. And then Bobby... Um, Bobby has a song called Drowning, which I also really, really like. It's, like, rapping over city pop style instrumental, which I hadn't really heard before. Okay, well, those are our last words. I mean, our true final words are thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you, everyone that reached out. We didn't know us recapping this random show if we even have an audience, but we did. So we had a lot of fun making the show. Uh (laughs) I'm looking at Andy to be like, is that true? (laughs) And it was just fun. So future plans are a question mark. Who knows? We could come back and talk about Island 2 or Neasy Project 2. It'd be fun to talk about a girl show. Yeah. And also, we definitely will... Neasy Project is our favorite survival show ever, so we will be watching the sequel with boys. ZB1, I think, yeah, I think we'll we'll definitely talk about them at KCON in their debut as, like, a kind of, look, let's see what they're like when they are out in the world. So, check this space. Check the... Gaze Planet feed. Stay subscribed, because there will be more stuff here. Just maybe not immediately. But you can follow us on social. I'm at UgFine. U-G-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-Fine. I'm at Andrew with three E's, one zero eight. Thank you, Anne, for making our logo. Thank you, Danielle, for hosting us in Detroit. And (laughs) um, thank you for listening. Fighting. Fighting.